Hello, everyone. My name is Chance, and you are listening to A Chance to Strive. I just want to say I appreciate you guys from wherever it is that you are listening to, and I just want to express, because it's the new year, I feel like we should get a little sentimental. I just want to say, like, I'm really appreciative of every one of you guys. Like, you guys have generally changed my life, and I'm not talking about, like, whether it's, like, the money I make from social media or anything like that, but... I've like always felt this need to constantly be straight because I got to be there for other people. But now it's like, it's on a whole different level. Like the amount of people I have and like accessible to me is crazy because of my platforms. But it's like, I care so much about you guys. And it's like, it's weird because I know like so many of you guys look at me in this light and you guys love me so much and y'all like really fuck with me. And, And that means a lot to be completely honest. Like being able to wake up and I check my messages, um, like my DM requests on Instagram. And to hear you guys like ask me for advice because you just generally think I hold the answers that you're possibly looking for. And a lot of the times I try to help as much as I possibly can, whether I have to give you advice or tell you how to figure that, figure that shit out for yourself. But it's just like, I just want to say like, it really means a lot. And I'm very grateful for my platforms. You guys have generally changed my lives and I'm just trying to affect you guys in whichever way I possibly can. And for this episode, because I haven't had an episode within the past two weeks, my mom ended up having COVID. Um, so I kind of had to like quarantine myself. I could have came in, but I wanted to wait for my exam, like my tests to come back. And I didn't want to risk anybody here getting sick because it's like, bro, this is such a dope opportunity. And I really care for the people that are here. So I didn't want to do anything like that. All right. Because I haven't had an episode in like a few weeks, right? A lot of you guys are reaching out to me, like saying, "Hey, was the, was the thing coming when it when is the next episode dropping?" I'm like, "I know, I'm sorry, it's not even my fault." Like, COVID was such a big thing in mass, like not even was. COVID is like a big thing in mass. The numbers were spiking like well over a million and everything like that, and everybody in their mamas was getting sick. My mom got sick. <laughs> I didn't get it. My mom ended up quarantining like the moment she found out and everything like that. Everybody at our house was smooth, so I just want to say I'm grateful for that. If anybody lives in mass or anybody anywhere like if anybody in your family has COVID like I'm gonna keep you in my praise okay and so today the episode is gonna be just a random Q&A because you guys have constantly been reaching out to me and asking me questions I'm like I actually I want to give you guys the chance for me to actually like answer your questions I have the message requested so I'll go through them but before we start I, ha- I end up having like a random poem that I made in like high school and when I say high school like I generally mean high school and then I was like you know what it was a screenshot. I lost everything that I've ever made pretty much for the most part. Um, so I have a poem and it's called like love is near extinction. And this was like literally the first draft. So do not judge it at all. You judge it. We're going to have issues. I bet. Um, okay. Your original title. Love is near extinction. By th- I almost said my full government. You know what? We're going to, we're going to leave this for the podcast. Just for the podcast. The, love, the, the name of my poem is Love is an Extension by Thens Duviela. That's my government right there. <laughs> love is going extinct, and I hate that, with a desirable passion. Love is the most profound feeling ever. It's capable of creating every emotion. It's a feeling that words do not fulfill. It's a feeling felt by many but rarely cherished. Not acknowledging love is denying our own existence. Love creates happiness that is unheard of. But in the wrong hands, it creates sorrow. And so many attempt to manipulate love because of the power that it holds. Love is the key to one's vulnerability. And that that vulnerability is the door to their pain. Once upon a time, vulnerability was cherished. Now it's ignored because it's taken advantage of. 
I wonder why I had to, I wonder why times I've changed. I hear stories of love and its beauty, and I wonder why it's that it is the way that it is now. My generation, who I'm not too proud of, has given love a different definition. We love with conditions, but love is only real when it's unconditional. So I wonder if we really know what love is, or do we live in a facade that we've grown to accept? It's an endless cycle of trying to understand something that we've never even felt. Times are changing, and it makes me wonder: Is love adjusting to time, or is it fading along with it? Yeah, I I didn't tell y'all this, but I used to be a little poet back in high school. Like when I tell you, like poetry was my thing. And every time people are like, yo, how come you so woke? You know, you know a lot. I'm like, no, I don't. I just read a lot from people who knew shit. So it's like, and then as you get older, once you start realizing like these advices, like these deep things you used to read about love, like heartbreaks and everything like that, whatever the topic is, I realized knowing is the first part. And when I was younger, I hated not knowing shit. So the reason, and that's like the reason why someone's like, oh, you're a lot more mature than a lot of people around you. I'm like, yeah, because I actually gave a fuck about this shit before y'all even cared a lot of people start caring about love when you get in a relationship i cared about love because it's just how people interact with one another i feel like no matter what it is that you're looking at there's some type this in some type shape or form you will be able to like look at this concept of love in it like it's it's in everything so i've always been hella intrigued by it like i used to literally have conversations with my ninth grade teacher in the beginning of every class just talking about love and that was literally it. Like, you would go into class in, like, the first 10 minutes. You would literally, like, write a little, we call them brain dumps. So you sit down, you have your paper, and you write whatever it is that you want. She's not grading it. The whole purpose is just to get your brain working. I used to take those 10 minutes and write about love or, like, write short stories. And in my team, like, I would read it to Miss Sumner. And I just want to say, like, I, Miss Sumner, I love you. I'm going to find a way to get you this podcast link. But honestly, I love, the, I love her. Like, she taught me pretty much everything I knew about love and I don't think she even realized that it's not like she taught me everything I knew but she was able to kind of like give me feedback and go against the little things that I would say the certain thought process I would have like she'd tell me oh this isn't really love like I remember one thing she told me that which always stuck with me and it was because um I spoke about having like a lot of girls chase me because back in high school like I wasn't a social media influencer but I showed the looks on I mean I had little looks a little bit and I had like social media cloud a little bit around like the ninth grade year type thing and I used to talk to her like it was kind of annoying like when I have a lot of people chasing me and I don't know who to pick like I remember I brought that up one day and then she sat down and told me chance the person that's meant for you will never be chasing you and she wasn't and when she said that it made no sense I'm like why would somebody that wants me not to chase me it makes no sense but I realized what she's trying to say is like if somebody who really wants to be with you isn't going to chase you but it doesn't mean they're not going to apply pressure it doesn't mean they're not going to invest the energy that you really need Cause think about it. The idea of some, the idea of you chasing somebody, or the idea of somebody chasing you, is this idea that you have your back towards them. So ha- it's not a thing where it's like I'm chasing you. Oh, you look great, so I have to keep on running towards you. It's like, nah. He was like, yo, nobody who's meant to be for you is gonna be doing all this extra shit. It's like the person will prove, like they'll prove their worth to you, but then that's all they're supposed to do. I show you just how amazing I am. And now it's up to you f- for you to figure out whether I'm amazing enough for us to end up together. And that stuck with me a lot because especially now in the situation I'm at, I realize a lot of girls just like chase me because it's like my name, to be completely honest. And if it's not my name, it's like the shit you see on social media. But the thing is, it's like I know absolutely nothing about you. <laughs> so you chasing me doesn't do much unless I'm able to actually like I get to see your personality. Like you constantly trying to text me, all this extra stuff. It means nothing to me 
unless I'm actually able to like see your personality, see how amazing you are, see your worth and everything like that. So I really do appreciate the fact that she helped me understand that. And now, so like I have, I have the screenshots from um, on my phone from Instagram and I'm literally just, I told you guys to ask me questions that I'm going to just randomly go through. So this is actually what we're going to do now. Before we even get into this, um, I'm not going to put your name out there, but I just want to say the very first screenshot I have on my phone, you are disgusting. <laughs> like you are actually nasty as shit. Bro, I asked you guys to ask me questions or give me topics, and the topic somebody gave me was tasting your own icing. It took me a second for that to hit too, so I'm gonna help you in case we got a little slow ones back home, right? A lot of my friends are slow, trust me. So if you're slow, I love you still. Tasting your own icing, I'm guessing means tasting your... Oh, y'all can't even see it. So the people that are listening have no idea what I just did, but YouTube caught it. But yeah, it's literally tasting your own nut. Why the fuck is that something you expect me to talk about? <laughs> like, do y'all think this... Bro, see, the thing is, y'all been telling me that y'all think I'm a slut, and I don't really understand it. But the fact that y'all are asking me this is pushing it a little too far. I'm not going to hold you. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay, we're going to get deep. This is such a weird flow because it's a Q&A. This was just, like, disgusting, and now we're getting deep. Do you think a man that abused a woman deserves a second chance or no? Leave immediately. I'm going to give advice from my perspective, right? In other words, like, I'm giving my opinion. I'm not just saying, like, what I want people to hear. To be completely honest, I don't think any man that raises his hand on his woman deserves her. You're with that person because you expect them to protect you. And I'm not talking about like, oh, a, a woman needs a man to protect them. Like, no, like it's an equal exchange. I protect you. You protect me. So when I'm when I'm with someone, I'm like, I'm willing to do everything possible to protect them. But like, that's the promise that I made you. Like, I told you I love you and I'm never going to do this and that. Like, I get it. Things happen. Right. But there's a different thing with like the intention, like intent matters only to that person. Intent matters. But the thing is, I feel like. There's no way you can justify certain things to put your hands up and, and raise it at and strike you and strike the person that you're with is just a little too fucking much. Like, how do you come back from that? Because for me, it's like I've had moments where I've been so angry where I felt like I wanted to put my hands on somebody, but I, I was able to control that. And I don't and I, and I get it. It's like, oh, the person has anger issues. Then that's when the conversation changes a little bit. But the thing is, all I'm going to say is you can't go back to the same man who raises hands on you. Like, and I spoke about this on one of my last podcasts. It's like when somebody fucks up, you give them a second chance. You can give that person a second chance. But when you give that, when you give the person a second chance and they haven't changed, it's like, yo, it's a book. You're, you're just praying for a better ending from a book you already read. Like, you know, everything that already happened for that book to change, that man has to change. Let's just say for for the sake of argument, let's make it not something where it's like abusive, right? It is that part where it's like it was an accident. You can't accidentally somebody on accident. I mean, it was like the person has anger issues. So they're not, they're like, you're going to hold them accountable, but they kind of do have an excuse. Like they have like a reason for why it is that they probably went over the line. It's like, I wouldn't say for you to just completely not take that man back because love isn't as black and white as everyone thinks it is. It thrives in the grays. So realistically, it's like for me, I would say like give that person a second chance, but make sure you don't give them the second chance until they get help. And like if you have to take certain pills, like make sure like you know, your aggression is like dialed down a little bit or like go to therapy or some shit. But no man who raises his hands on a shorty deserves her back, in my opinion. Like if it's just like no anger issues, no nothing, like you just hit it. It's like, what the fuck do you say after that? Like I can't imagine me just putting my hands on somebody, especially... Be 
I am a mama's boy because I, I was raised by my mother. I was raised by my mother. My father passed away pretty early on and shit. So it's kind of like, I, I don't see myself putting my hands on a woman. Because I would hate it if anybody ever put their hands on my mother or my nieces or my sister. Like, I don't know how some men are able to do it, but it just wouldn't be me. And I don't, I don't support it in any types of shape or form, whether it's a shorty hitting a dude or a dude hitting a guy. Also, one thing I'm going to say before I move on from this, it's like this, right? If you, a woman, puts your hands on a man, be ready for his hands to be bisexual. And what I'm saying is I'm not saying like, oh, it's justifiable for a man to put his hands on a woman. I'm always going to say like, no, that's not something I would ever do. So I would never fucking support it. But the one issue that I see a lot of the times, which pisses me off, is when a shorty purposely antagonizes a dude. Like, where are you trying to get him into a situation where he's, like, so pissed off to the point where he puts his hands on you? Shit like that, I don't fuck with it neither. Like, I'm, I know the man is still at fault for raising his hand, but you're not innocent. And I feel like a lot of times, and anytime this shit happens, it's like, they're always, they're always going to look at the woman's side because it's like... Come on, she she she's a victim. She's people are gonna be like, oh, she's not as strong as a dude. So why would we put the blame on her and shit? But it's like, bro, if you put your hands on a man first, I'm not gonna support what that man does. But I can't judge somebody for for protecting themselves. If they take it overboard, then that's a little too much. But yeah, that's my take on that topic. Somebody asked if I was a virgin. Um, the answer I want to say, yes, I'm a virgin. I've never had sex, and I think sex is actually fucking disgusting. So the pe- people, the ones that do that, y'all stay safe out there. All right? Um, self love, confidence, and anxiety. Okay, anxiety. I don't deal with anxiety, so I don't tend to get anxious often. But the one thing that I've seen a lot of my friends that do um that do have anxiety that's made it easier for them. It's kind of like it's also the advice I've given people. It's kind of like accept yourself and learn how you work. Like, I feel like the biggest part of loving yourself is, like, being able to, learning how to react, like, having a reaction to certain things that happen to you. Like, you need to know, like, okay, this happens and I'm not in control of it. This is how I react to make sure that I'm straight, to make sure that I'm good. Like, if every time that I get depressed, I know literally, like, I'm not, I know, like, certain people's depression are very severe and there's a lot. Like, at times they really can't do much. But I know certain people that suffer from depression. And the moment they get depressed, they know if I do this, this, and that. I'm going to be fine or at least I'm going to be able to manage it a little better. So for anxiety, I don't go through it. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everything. But all I know is learn how you work. When you get anxious, what are those things that make you that brings you back down to earth? What is that thing that helps you control your breath? And I forgot what it was, but um, this like helps with like anxiety. Like when people like like you're too anxious. I forgot exactly how it went. But there's a breathing technique that I feel like a lot of people should use because I've even tried it. To see, like, yo, does this actually, like, make you relax? Like, I wasn't going through anything. I just wanted to see, like, how relaxed does that breathing technique get you? And all I got to say is it works. I don't know if it'll work for you, but I know it works for certain people. So there are certain breathing techniques that really help. And I'll say look at those, especially, like, if you're somebody who gets, um, like, you get anxious in public and stuff like that. It's an easy way to handle your business without no one realizing what the fuck you're doing in the first place. So I'll definitely say, like, definitely look into that. And the thing with self-confidence is, it's like... You just got to realize at a certain point, you've gone through so much shit. You've overcame so much. You're such a dope person because you're still here. Like, understand that shit, right? I know a lot of people feels like life be fucking you up. But understand, like, if you're here, at the end of the day, you haven't lost. That means, like, your record is clean. 
if you're still here, there's no there's no way you've actually lost. Like just keep on going through that shit. And I think like for like when you go through a whole lot of shit, I think you owe it to yourself. Like that's what I was trying to get at when I brought that up. Like you've gone through so much. You've worked on yourself OD. Like you've dealt with so much random shit that came your way. And I think like once it gets to that point, you realize like you dedicated so much energy to yourself already. You gotta start realizing like, yo, like there's a certain like there's a certain level of worth that I need to understand that I hold. I'm this amazing. I'm not saying compare yourself to other people and bring them down. But at times you look at people around you and you understand how amazing you are because you realize a lot of shit that you bring to the table, people can't do it. And another thing you need to understand, you are worth your love. And that's not something you have to earn. So imagine how important it is, especially in a society where everything is about conditions. Like the person won't love you if you're not this tall, if you're not this size, if you don't make this much money. For you to love yourself, it takes nothing. When when I say it takes nothing, I'm saying like there are no requirements. There are no restrictions to the love that you can give yourself. So love the fuck out of yourself. So the day where you possibly end up in a relationship or you're ready to dedicate yourself to somebody or to a family, you'll realize it's like, yo, like I deserve all this shit. And you're not going to let people walk over you because you understand all the all all it is that you've invested into yourself. So why the fuck would you let anybody disrespect all that shit that you did? That's that's crazy. What is my biggest turnoff? I don't know if you guys are asking for like from like a sexual manner or like in general. So I'll just look at it from like a general perspective. Um, my biggest turnoff, to be completely honest, is a person who doesn't know how to code switch. Because people give me so much credit on like being so well spoken and everything like that. I realize I actually really hate it when somebody struggles to express themselves or like when they don't know how to express themselves based off the environment that they're in code switching and shit. Like I'm not like I used to say like back in the day when I was a little younger, you know, I used to say, oh, I don't like girls that are ghetto. But then I realized the fact that like the stigma behind that word and what it used to be used for is kind of disrespectful to if I would ever refer to anyone as that. So I've stopped. But I realize, like, I don't like when, a, like, a certain part, like, I'm talking about this from, like, a girl's perspective, but it also applies to guys as well. But I don't like when somebody's in a certain area and they make way too much noise and it's, like, unnecessary. Or, like, we're in a certain place and you don't know, how, you're disrespecting people and all this extra shit. Like, people who are not well-spoken tend to be a turnoff. I'm not saying, like, when you're, if you're bad at it, it's, like, when you generally do the complete opposite shit of what you're supposed to do. Shit like that pisses me off because I'm, like... Bro, I don't want to be embarrassed with somebody I'm with in public and shit. Like, I know me and my friends are in public at times. We act the fuck up, you feel me? But it's like, bro, chill the fuck out. Like, I don't want to be seen with somebody different where it's like, I'm, like I almost want to get away from you. Like, that's that's a little OD. Even though I, already, I've, I know for a fact I've spoken on this, at least I'm glad this person is trying to express this. And I don't give their advice to y'all, right? So somebody pretty much gave y'all advice and it says, this is from Anna. I'm putting your name out there, but clearly no one who's going to know who it is unless your last name is dropped. Anna said... Abuse. The topic she was giving was abusive slash toxic relationships, and she wanted me to tell y'all that that shit is not normal, nor is it fucking okay. And this is the thing I'm gonna speak on, right? Um, it's not the fact that it's okay, but I do understand certain reasons why people justify it. It comes from a lack of self worth, like a lack of self worth. Like when you don't think you're worth anything, like when you're in a terrible situation, you think it's all that it is that you deserve. And another thing stems from like people's households when they were younger. I I know for some people, it's kind of like, I've spoken to a lot of women that 
pretty much didn't have a father figure around, right? A valid father figure. Your dad being around doesn't mean you have a father figure. Like, it's a little different in my opinion. Like, a father figure type of mentor type thing, right? There are women that have never had that. And they have no man in their life that's supposed to show them, like, what a real man, like, they don't have an example of what a real man looks like. That's what I'm pretty much trying to express. And when they don't, and the only person that they know is their dad in the house, and their dad mistreats their mom. Like, he hits her and everything like that. And then when, when she goes to her mom, she's like, oh, why are you here? She's like, it's okay. Like, it's okay. I love him. I love him. When you're growing up and you and when you see when you're growing up and you see all this toxic shit at such a young age, you start believing that this is the normal. You know, like you start thinking like this is okay, like this is what people deal with because you know as much as you you know what you you don't know what you don't know. So to that person, they think that's what love looks like. My mom went through this and she seemed like she was fine, even though they know like their mom was hurt. But at the end of it, she's like, oh, my mom lasted. My, my, the, their marriage is still, it's, it's a really long marriage. Like, this is what I want. They think that that's all love has to show. So they start thinking that this is what, this is what love feels like. And it doesn't, and it's not until way later on that they'll start recognizing certain shit, being able to see things from other relationships, hearing advice from their friends and shit. And then that's when it starts clicking in where it's like, yo, this is weird. Like, this is not what it's supposed to be in, but I've accepted it. But yeah, it's not okay, bro. <laughs> I got told people before hopping in a relationship or while you're trying to figure out this slow self-love shit, always have, like, always close your head and think about like, what is the type of love that I deserve? And once you figure out the type of love that it is that you deserve, don't settle for no fucking less. Even if they have potential to offer what you want. Unless they can put that on full fucking display every single day for you. You don't settle. Because you will grow impatient with the inconsistency. And growing impatient in a relationship makes you lose sight of the love that you have for that person. Because you start realizing that that person isn't the person I'm supposed to love. I love their potential, not them. And a lot of people don't really give a fuck about working on themselves. It seems like too much fucking work and it's OD. It's like, just don't waste your time on it. <laughs> Why is this question? How do you make somebody fall in love with you? <laughs> just be yourself. I know that sounds like so dumb, but it's like, okay, so I'll explain how do, how do I be myself to somebody to make them fall in love with me? I'll put it that way. But to be completely honest, I think for the most part, to try to get somebody to fall in love with you is kind of like, Try your best to understand them first, right? And when you start understanding that, when you start understanding that person you're trying to make fall in love with you for more than just someone you like, you actually know them as a person, then use that knowledge to express yourself in the way that is most intriguing to them. I hope that makes sense to be, com like, to be completely honest. It makes sense to me, but I hope like I'm, the way I phrased it, worded it was actually able to get across. But I know for me, like when I go to networking events, right? I could tell people so many different things about me. Like I could spur up those conversations in so many different ways. But if I know like a certain person talked about something about being like an immigrant, when I go reach out to that person, I'll mention something about an immigrant. So in other words, it's more about like you understand that person and then you find a way to express yourself in the most understandable, in the most understanding way to them. So that way you, they can actually relate. When somebody can relate to you or like you intrigue them enough to the point where like you bring opposite views and it's just like so fine and so different. That's what they love. Like know what's special about you. Like know what makes you amazing and try to show them those parts first. The flaws can come later. You're trying to make them fall in love with you, not run away from you. So let's just not start with all the red flags. Um, 
I don't even know what this means, but it seems like a dope little quote to put in. Because <laughs> it's just funny as shit I'm confused by. Someone was like, if you're a lover, if you're a lover, you got to be a fighter. Because you don't fight for what you love. Okay, I don't think this is a person that's from the United States. Because I do have a lot of my following that's from a different country. And I just struggled to read that because the grammar was so bad. But what they're pretty much trying to say is if you're a lover, you also got to be a fighter. Because if you can't, because if you don't fight for what you love, then what value does it have anyways? Yo, that sound is so nice. That sound is so nice. Whoever said that, thank you. <laughs> but I really appreciate that shit. Uh, somebody was like, guys in the talking stage. That's that's something I have to do a whole episode on, bro. All I got to say for like the quick little response, I will make, honestly, that might be my next topic because I actually really do want to talk about that. Like a guy's perspective and like, what does he think a talking stage looks like? But to answer like, just to speak on the topic really quickly, guys in the talking stage, understand some shit, right? <sighs> you want guys to confirm that you're in the talking stage. Ne just because you guys talk all the time, you do little couples shit to some guys, that may mean absolutely nothing to them. If you don't want to get played in the talk before you, when you are in the talking stage, there's a few things you got to confirm, right? Even if we're not serious, by serious I mean like fully committed relationship and shit. I still, I still need to understand the type of if you're giving other people the exact same energy like the exclusivity portion is is a huge one like just how exclusive are we like i get it all well, we talk we do this lovey-dovey stuff but it's like are you doing that with somebody else and even if they're not doing that with somebody else right and it's just you that gets access to that are you texting other people because i'm like i'm not texting other people so you want to communicate to make sure you guys are on the same page about every single thing the exclusivity part is huge um just even confirming the fact that like hey we talk yes or no like, a lot of people be like, oh, just because we're texting, oh, I don't mean nothing. I'm just going with the vibe. I'm just going with the flow. Most, And I'm not going to lie. For the most part, a lot of the times it's just bullshit when guys tell you that. If that guy is not able to express why he wants, why that's what he wants, it's bullshit. And that applies to women, too. Because I'm telling you, that's, like, the most I get to do whatever fuck I want to do for as long as I want. And I don't got to feel guilty type of response. That's why a lot of people tell you that. It's like, I just want to go with the flow. And if you get pissed off because they act, they treated like you, they treated you like you was in a whole relationship, but then it's like, yo, what happened? Like, you just stopped talking. We got to know. It's like, yeah, but we was just going with the flow. It wasn't really that serious. You see how bad it is for that person to rebuttal? Like, oh, I, I, I told you, like he told you that he was going with the flow, and all this extra shit. So now you can't even get mad at him. So that's the reason. Damn, I feel like I just gave the secrets away. Yeah, y'all be alright, bro. Y'all try to play this game, but have no fucking game. Y'all, a lot of men are just manipulative. Not even men, but women. When people try to play, like they claim they got game, it's not game, bro. It's just they just manipulate the fuck out of you to get what they want. And also, please understand that I'm not constantly speaking bad on men. I'm just mainly giving the advice from my perspective, which would be a guy. Yeah. But I am going to have a lot of episodes where I do have another woman to give you guys another thing. And this is going to be the last question we're going to look at because I like ending it off with like being able to say something deep and everything like that. And I felt like this was like the best way to do that. Somebody was like, how did you combat those difficulty, those difficult failures you have encountered in the past? And she was like, thank you. So you're welcome. The fact that I'm actually looking at this. But um, I've gone through a lot of shit in my life, bro. And... It's the funniest shit because everybody always looks at me and it's like, oh, how are you always okay and everything like that? And it's like, bro, it's like, I make sure I'm okay. 
and I put so much energy into dealing with anything that comes to me mentally. And I feel like that's made sure that I was mentally stable because it's like a lot of people expect their lives to be good when everything around you is good. And I just didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that my happiness was depending on a world that's so inconsistent. Like, I don't want someone to just be able to say something and it affects me. So for me, like a lot of things that I went through, I always dedicated so much energy into understanding why I felt that way so I could figure it out so I could make sure that I'm good. Because if I wasn't good, I couldn't be there for somebody else because I realized the social, my social media runs out when I'm not mentally in a good place. I don't give advice that's as great. My mindset changes a little bit. I'm not as optimistic as I'm, I want to be. Like I become a little pessimistic and that's not the person that I want to be. So I dedicated so much energy into figuring all that shit out. I, I found a mentor, found people that I was close to that related to me. Because at times, like, I know I needed to hear the advice I would give myself, but I know I wasn't going to say it. Like, I was going to be in denial. So I, having a friend who's very much like you or a friend who very much understands you completely for who you really are, not for the bullshit you give the rest of the world, I think that helps a lot. Because not everyone is just going to be able to... Yeah, I got lucky that I was able to figure it out by myself. I, I picked the right people, and what I wasn't able to figure out, I searched it up. Not everyone's going to go through that. But I think one thing that's going to help a lot of people in their like self-love thing or like being able to deal with issues, just have that. You don't need 30, 50 friends. You just need that one person that understands the real you. Not the person that you think you are, but the you that you are currently in this in the exact position that you're in. And when you find that person Give them everything that they deserve and they'll give it right. And hopefully they give it right back to you. And you don't understand how much a bond, how much a bond can really do for you. when that person knows everything that there is to know about you. They know every, they know how, they know the lies you're going to tell yourself. And I think that's the most important part. Because when you're dealing with bullshit, the biggest part is just the fact that you're in denial. You tell yourself that you're okay, even though you're not. You tell yourself that you can deal with it by yourself, even though you can't. You say, oh, I'll leave it for later, even though you know you're not ever going to get back to it. Have someone that can call you out on your bullshit. That helped me so fucking much, bro. My mentor seen right through me. I was never able to lie to him. When I went through something and I told him about it, he knew exactly what I already did. He knew exactly what I was trying not to do. What I refrained from even doing to overcome that issue. So it's kind of like, find that person that really knows you. And just keep them around for as long as you can. I know people grow apart, but memories don't go away. Even though it sucks when the people you've made like the best memories with become a memory. But at the end of the day, it's like, be grateful for the times y'all shared. Even if it's ass, just know that it's like you have something to hold on to. If you got to let them go, you got to let them go. But yeah, I just want to say I really appreciate you guys and I'm going to be a lot more consistent with this since I'm going to be back in school. So I'm going to have like no reason. No, I'm not going to have too much on my plate. But I just want to say thank you for tuning in. You were listening to A Chance to Strive and please do not forget if you're on YouTube, please subscribe. Like we're trying to get it up. I want to get up to like 15, 20K by the end of this year. So we're going to have to make that happen. I really appreciate y'all. If anybody that's listening on like um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you're on one of these platforms, I want to say thank you for tuning in into this pod. Like, subscribe, please. We need that. We need the views. You feel me? The views bring the brandy. But I just want to say I hope you guys have an amazing day. I hope you guys have an amazing week. And until next Wednesday when you can hear my voice, I'm out.
Be great.